Go, Royce. Oh, I thought we were doing the intro. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, hey. Dear, dear. One day. You ain't seen nobody like this. Nope. <laughs> One day. We're. <laughs> Welcome to the San Antonio FC Fancast. We got it right eventually. Yay. I'm your host, Royce. Uh, we're going to go around the horn. We have a, a full, uh, we have more than bases loaded. We have, we have somebody on the pitching mound as well. So let's go from uh, from first base to third base. Matt, how are you doing? Any freezes? Chilling. Yeah. All right. Having a great day. Robert, how are you? Stayed home. Robert's right. a great start. <laughs> I'm doing absolutely awesome. I'm back marvelous. Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Hey, how's your Brahmas doing, man? Oh, that's so well, unnecessary. What happened was... Side <laughs> swipe. So what unnecessary. They try really hard. <laughs> they got a good kicker. So they got a good defense, and that's about it. <laughs> Harry, you suck. How are you doing? Uh, stay off the field, please. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if you're 17, 50, or in between. Stay off the fucking field. Checks out. Good advice. <laughs> Ruff, how are you doing? Pretty good. No credentials needed. <laughs> Harry, stay off my lawn, Austin. All right. <laughs> Old man if you can't tell, cloud. this is probably going to be just, a feisty show. We're just going in today. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, we're going. Hey, we're going we, we didn't get up. to do it the week before, so we were all, all that energy is all pumped up. And then our halftime show got you know postponed because of the credentials. And uh, sorry, Jose, that was our bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, our we'll bad, Jose. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll do something. We'll do audio only or from the parking lot or something. We'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, apparently. Uh, that was a no-go. Or That's send us a bad. credential. <laughs> so, but, and, and to be fair, like I said here. It was a misunderstanding he, he was cool. on our part. Exactly. He was cool. He was class. And, and you know, I'll, I'll respect, but, you know, like I said here. <sighs> so, uh, since uh, that was Open Cup, right after, I guess we can kind of get yeah, into Open Cup pitches. here. Uh, yeah, right after hashtag stay off the field is hashtag whoops. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, let's start with that game. Let's start with the Open Cup. Um so, the lineup for the open cup. Do the lineup here. Uh, I'll go through. I'll go through it. We're good. I'll go through it. So okay. the the lineup for the open cup was all academy players except for um, backup goalkeeper uh, Jose Mercado, um, which I know a lot of people were. I don't know about surprise. A lot of people were a little disappointed. I was excited for it. I wanted to see the kids. Uh, I know, I mean, we signed eight to an academy deal, eight of these kids. I wanted to see what they had. I wanted to see how they competed on the field. Um, and I'm happy that Leon kind of presented a good opponent for them. They looked decent. Unfortunately, they only brought 12 players. They had one sub who, and they had a guy go off and come back on, even through injury. In the 30th minute. But yeah. I was excited to see this lineup. You had uh, Jeremiah Posada, uh, Roman Holt as the captain on the field, and he looked every bit of it. He was amazing. 
uh, Mateo Gonzalez, uh, Willow, Giovanni Padilla. Giovanni Padilla we've seen uh, in previous preseasons. He's he's a left back. He played the left-sided center back this time. We've also seen him in like a, a, a left wing back role, and he looked pretty solid there. Um, next, you had a uh, Dalziel uh, Ozuna, who is the um, U.S. Youth U15. National Team U15 uh, number ten that we saw called up to the camp. Um, Andres Pacquiao, uh, and you also had uh, Matthew Matsuzaki, who was a forward. I believe he played in the eight. Or he played in the ten role. Uh, right behind uh, Eduardo Fernandez and Adrian Gutierrez. Uh, the, uh, and the subs, you obviously had um, Academy Kids as well. You had an Adrian for Adrian sub, which was hilarious. Um, but at the same time, the boys, I think they they showed up and they they looked, they looked fairly good out there. Um, they created a couple really nice chances. One did go in. The other was uh, shot right over the bar, right in front of us. We were in the bunker. Um, but overall, I think the um, Ro- I think the standouts were Roman uh, Roman Holt. He looked the, like the best player on the field the entire night. He ended up getting the game winning goal. He was the captain. Game winning penalty and uh, added extra time. He looked great. Mercado looked great. He kept him in the game. He made some really good saves. Overall, I was pretty impressed by them. Uh, let's go to Matt. Matt, how'd you feel about the the boys uh, uh, getting in the uh, getting some open cup action? Uh, I, I was I was not surprised to see that there. I figured, hey. Let them get a shot at some of this as well. So, uh, to me, I, I think it was great. Absolutely, especially with all the injuries that um, the the first team lineup has had. I think it was pretty necessary to do this. Robert, how did you feel about uh, uh, the boys' performance and and the match overall? Yeah, it was it was an interesting lineup. Like it, it kind of caught me off by surprise. I was expecting a mixture like last time, but it was neat to see the kids there. It was neat to see some faces. It, it was trying to familiarize myself with some of them. I wasn't uh, entirely keen on all the all the players that were signed. And it, it was uh, seeing all the high numbers with these these young academy kids was it, it's neat to see them. And the, the crowd was electric, and you know that that's gonna be a memory for them. You saw in their faces how excited they were when they scored and they produced. And the result is what it is. And like you said, you touched on it that my biggest thing is like the open cup is cool, but the regular season to me or the is is much more important. So to me, it was a chance to rest some of the stars that need it, allow these kids to do what they need to do, you know. But uh overall I enjoyed it. I had fun. Uh, the crowd was electric, so yeah, there was definitely a, a full Western stand, absolutely, and they were loud. Um, they supported the whole way. That was really exciting to see. Obviously, this was on a Tuesday night, uh, on a school night, but it was a pretty packed uh, Western side, and the bunker was pretty filled as well. I was I was really happy about that, and the uh, crowd made plenty of noise, and and like you said, we had plenty of uh, spring training numbers out there for sure. Uh, Harry, how would you feel about the match? How would you feel about the boys' performance? Muted. Harry's being shy. I like the idea of <clears throat> how do I want to say this? <clears throat> I like the idea of the academy kids getting the first shot. However, 
I would have liked to seen because there was what three on the bench had a few senior roster players on the bench in case things didn't go our way. And, and let's be honest, it, it was looking like it wasn't going to go our way till very late of the match. Uh, for that here where we scored, I think, in the 80th minute after, you know, for that here, and then Holt scored the PK in, in extra time. That was my only criticism, um, you know, for that here is, at least for this round, and and I knew, SAFC knew going in that Club DeLone was going to be weak, um, just, you know, as far as the player player count, because, uh, you know, Club DeLone's a NISA, new NISA team, uh, they're an academy-built team uh, for that here, you know, and a lot of their players were cup-tied. So that's why they had so – that's why they only brought 12. Um, and it was a great opportunity. And for SAFC, you know, as you mentioned, it was a great opportunity to test the kids. Yeah. But let's be honest, it's it's something that almost caught us just because open cup plays, you know, one and you can be out. If we would have came up short, would we still be having the same positive conversation about having the kids on there? And, and to me, uh, Marcina took the risk, and it paid off. The kids came through, but it could have very easily not not have come, came, you know, came through. Uh, you know, that, that's my only concern uh, for that here. But you know, like I said here, that's that's just me kind of you know being a little bit more cautious than. Than probably you know than what Coach Marcina was looking for. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you, um, but obviously when we learned during the week, uh, as we learned that the roster was going to be super short for Club Leon, uh, as um, evidently with the what we've learned is that they have a B team and an A team, and most of their players got cup tied to the B team because they played their game first. And they didn't realize that that would cup tie to just one team and they couldn't use them on two teams. So kind of a rookie mistake for Club Leon on that one. Um, and then they kind of they got the players that they could that were available and brought them to San Antonio to play. So um, that's kind of how that went. And I think SAFC kind of saw that happen and they were planning on possibly putting a couple first team players in the squad. But when they saw that kind of developing, they're like, okay, we're just we're getting the academy kids out there. We're gonna give them a run out. We're not gonna risk any of the first team players, whatever happens. And also, I'm sure that gave a lot of confidence from Marcina to tell the kids, it's your match. Let's see what you got. Yep. And and, and they they brought it. Uh, Rafa, how did you feel about the match? How did you feel about the boys' performance, especially coming from uh coach's point of view? And speak a little bit more about Mercado. Coming from a, a goalkeeper coach point of view, please. Yeah, you know, just you know, going into this, like I say, seeing the roster, like okay, you know, so I know some people probably question it, but you know, for me, I know maybe want to include a couple of senior players, maybe hold them on the bench. To me, if I knew this team's shorthanded, I put some of my senior players right in, right, put you know, put them out of their misery, sub them out, and put the rest, rest of their academy players in. We could have done that strategy. But Martina thought I had the confidence for these kids. And, you know, they they battled back. You know, they were down. They gave up a goal. They they didn't quit. They didn't get their heads down. They fought back. Um, Got to give it to them. And then they, they found a way to win. And like I said, Holt got the winner on the PK. But you also got to give props to Carlos because he really managed, you know, 
there's a big age gap between Carlos and, and, and the players, but it, I think the kids responded well to him and his leadership. So, you know, if something, you know, God forbid something happens so far, like I said, we have more Carlos there to back, you know, as, as the backup. And I think he's, I think he's learned a lot the last couple of years. And I think he's, we're in good hands. If we have, we have to use them, we're in good hands with him. And, you know, I like how he communicates with the players back there, organized, kept their shape because there were some, you know, opportunities Leon could have scored, but he was able to kind of guide those the players in. So, you know, it was a great win for the, for the, for the Academy kids. And, you know, it's just an experience for them because I'm sure they're not going to play the next one, but, um, and maybe this is a whole, like this a, hopefully this is a confidence booster for those kids. So if we ever have to need one or two into the, you know, for the first team roster, as far as into the bench, and needs to see some playing time. They can they can step it up. But I did. There was a couple of players that, and if you put back on the on the roster the, the roster back, um, they're kind of really shine. Like I said, Holt, you know, great leadership out there. Um, and I think the ones one of the defenders. Hold, are, on, hold uh, on one minute here. Okay, they took it down. There yeah, number yeah, number I can zoom in. I think it was twenty one of our defenders released it out. Huh? So um Are we good? Are you talking about the forwards or I think I think oh. you're talking about I think you're talking about uh Giovanni Padilla, uh who is the left sided left back. He's the most experienced out of the squad. I think that's who mm -hmm. you're talking about, number forty eight. Um yeah, I think so. There was one that really like stood out that really kind of kept his it, composure. And I think he he looked he looked more ready than some of the other ones. Not to put the the cannon kids on. I think he was more kind of like the same, almost close to the same levels as as Holt. Because like I said, Holt's has seen first team action, but I think he's as close as for him. And maybe they can say they can really start working with him. And who's to say you know we can towards the end of the season when he doesn't ha have his opportunity to get in as as a sub or so forth. Yeah, I thought the back three. You know, Willow, Roman, and and Gio um, were good. I know you and I kind of had issues with, you know, you know, fifty-two Jeremiah and Mateo because they were too narrow um, as far as how SAFC plays, to where everybody kind of just filtered in, and, and there there wasn't that avenue to to you know cross to the other side, or you know, when you were needing that outlet pass, you know, to go to the corner. Everybody was sucked in. I know you and I had had several discussions um, on what what wing backs, I guess, is what they're playing. Or yeah, yeah, they're they're playing the wing. Set up here, it's a little. But the the one my final thought on this, and to me, this you know kind of goes into the mentality monsters of the team. Uh, pretty much every starting player. Uh, on the starting 11 and, and in the starting 18 was at Toyota field that night uh, representing the, the team. And they came down to the pitch to congratulate, you know, the SAFC players. And I do want to give a shout out to the club de Lone. They played a great game. 
all 22 kids, and, and if you want to go 26 kids, you know, that, that played that match, put a hell of an effort out, and you could tell they were all drained, and, and you know, at the end of the match, they gave everything that they could, and, and that's what you want in this type of a match. Absolutely, 100% agree. Um, yeah, I mean, props to Club Leon. Um, they have some really talented players out there for sure. Um, they just they didn't have enough support, unfortunately. Um, but SAFC moves on um, to the third round where we're going to play a Nashville SC in Nashville, unfortunately, um, at 7.30 p.m. on uh, on Wednesday, April 26th. Um, the... Match will be streamed on the um, Bleacher Report YouTube um, page, so we will be able to watch that. Um, hopefully the boys can find the magic again that they did last season. Um, we'll see what happens with that. We'll see what kind of squad Nashville rolls out there. But this will officially be, as I've monikered it, the Michael Reed Derby. So we'll see. Captain uh, Reed. The Rocket Reed at the Rocket Reed on, on Twitter. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, what's the other is boys he, is doing? He still with, active with, with them? No, 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 he hasn't been active with them for a while, man. But he played for them back when they were ascending to the um, the they had a horrible in, leg injury, the right? That I, uh, I think so. I think so. I think that kind of kind of cut his career a little bit short, correct? Uh, um. One question that I have, and this, you know, this will go for, you know, uh, for the four of you. Your thoughts of San Antonio FC in the Southeast draw, Houston Dynamo in the Florida draw, I guess it would be. <laughs> so yeah. your thoughts on, you know, where, because RGV lost, El Paso lost. There are only two Thanks. Texas teams, Dallas and, and Austin, you know, come in the next round. So instead of being grouped in with Houston and, and other regional teams, uh, we were kind of the odd pairing uh, per U.S. soccer, and so we moved. So any thoughts on that? I know it kind of caught everybody by surprise Yeah. Um, for that because we were in a group with Atlanta, Birmingham, uh, Nashville, Nashville, obviously, and Memphis. who was the other? Chattanooga. Memphis, Chattanooga. Chattanooga from NISA. Mm -hmm. So uh, – uh, the Lamar, whoever, I guess, U.S. soccer is who puts together the Lamar Hunt Cup. They overthought it. They obviously overthought it. Um, they should have kept Houston and uh, San Antonio together. Yes. And they should have added us to that um, Eastern so we could have at least had a chance to just have a road trip to Houston and then put Atlanta with the Florida teams. Like, how difficult is that? Yeah. That's, that's in the same region. That would have been pretty easy. Or do uh, the Tulsa team plus maybe uh, Sporting Kansas City or St. Louis and Houston and San Antonio and then add the... That's where... So uh, you could have done it a lot of ways to where geographically it would have made a lot more sense. But, hey, here we are. It would have made more sense with Luke City playing Nashville. Right, but yeah. to, me, that to me, putting us in with the Kansas City and... St. Louis, St. Louis, because they're the, playing the, uh, Union Omaha and mm -hmm. uh, Tulsa Athletic, who beat FC Tulsa. Mm -hmm. But FC Tulsa or Tulsa Athletic and Union Omaha could not host, so that meant automatically Sporting Kansas City and St. Louis was hosting without any any issue. Where if you put Houston, San Antonio, 
there's at least the opportunity for a MLS team to travel. Right. An opportunity along those lines here. But to me, like I said, the grouping I thought was kind of, you know, when, when that came out, everybody was like, whoa, what? So yeah. I, I thought I would make mention of it here uh, for that here. Don't disagree. Um, so moving right along on the show, this is where we do a really cool transition with music and stuff, uh, but we're still working on that one. Um, so the next, perfect. And welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Come on, Harry. I'm your host, Royce. I'm joined by Matt, Robert, Rafa, and Harry. Um, our next subject that we're going to go to are uh new contracts which because of injuries we need new contracts um unfortunately uh we brought in on a 25-day contract former lafc uh, lafc <laughs> that's a funny joke la galaxy and and los dos player uh kai Kariniak. um he kai Kariniak also has experience uh in the area divisi he's he's dutch and he came up through um some of the youth um U systems over there, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, obviously the U system with Los Dos and the U system from I forget which team in the Air Divisie. Uh, no, it's Air Divisie. That's Dutch. It's not Denmark. It's Dutch. It's PSV uh, or Ajax. Denmark is Danish. Uh, this is Dutch. Air Divisie okay. is the ne the Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah, it's um, either PSV or so Ajax. I don't. It's it's neither of those. It's, no, those? Um, no, you're gonna you're gonna make me do. You know what? I'll, I'll do I'll do the smart thing. Uh, the other thing uh, that happened is Zico Bailey is going to stay for the rest of the season. Uh, I don't know if we have if we did a show since, but Lamar Batista also had his contract extended till the end of the season. Mm -hmm. They've been they've been unbelievable. They've been hidden gems. They've been great, in my opinion. Uh, let's turn it over to Matt. Matt, how do you feel about the Kai Kariniak edition? And how do you feel about uh, Zico Bailey and Lamar Batista being extended to the end of the season? I think Bailey and and, uh, and Batista did uh, is an excellent ad. It's a great ad. This uh, this Kai kid, I think he played Saturday. Yes, he did. He's, he subbed in late. That's correct. He he was amazing. I, I I thought he was great. I think these are good additions. Kind of one more, but great additions. So a little bit about Kai, um, and the reason why I say he um, he played with uh, Jung Vitesse and then Jung Az Vitesse um, and with and yeah Az Outnor, which are both which are both Dutch teams, uh, pretty world. But he does have he was part of the Netherlands U uh, sixteen team, and then switched to the US US U seventeen uh, team. And then switch back to the Netherlands U18 team. So um, he's flipped back and forth as far as for the, the youth national teams. Trying to see where he fits in. That's one of those things. When you get an opportunity, you go for it. So, yeah, hopefully we're there. Uh, Robert, how do you feel about the, the Kai Kariniak signing? And how do you feel about Bailey and um, Batista being uh, extended to the end of the season? I think we have a better sense for Bailey and Bautista at this point because they've played a bit more. Kriniak, I mean, he shows potential. It's kind of early on. Um, time will tell, you know, how he actually plays out. We're the kings of the 25-day contract, so it seems like a trend recently. So 
the big thing too is what I really like about Bautista. If you watch him, he's very physical and he's emotional. He's bought into the system. Like I really enjoy his energy. He brings some kind of an intangible. He just seems like he's so engaged, so excited, and it makes me excited to watch him play. And and Bailey's kind of one of those guys that is a little bit more quiet, more reserved, almost like an Abu, but not as defensive. But he always seems to be in the right spot. It's interesting mm-hmm. when when. You see him, he's always growling rebounds. He's at the 18, and hit the ball comes to him, and you can say, oh, it's dumb luck, but if you do it enough times, it's skill because he's in the right place at the right time, kind of like Patino, like they always say, oh, he poaches goals. But if it was that easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> so it's a situation where, like, it's, it's exciting to watch how smart he is and how athletic, and they're right about him when they talk about him, his, his potential. You can just see, you can see it's smarts for the game, and, and, and it's exciting. You know, like I said, I want to continue to see them grow continue to uh, buy into the system. And like I said, I'm moving forward and excited around their team. hundred percent agree with you there. Uh, his instincts are obvious. And I mean, once again, Lamar Batista on the USL team of the week, uh, two, two diamonds in the rough that have just, just been aces for the, for Tim Holt in the, in the front office of uh, SAFC. Um, it's been pretty incredible to see them come on and, and to see what they become. And, I'm excited to see Kai. Like you said, he looks physical. He reminds me of uh, of a player we had in, I believe, 2019 that scored the game-winning goal uh, against uh, Real Monarchs in the last minute. It was a Michael Reed cross. There was a Michael Reed free kick, went off his head in the goal. Um, and it, there's a gif of it. That's If you search SAFC gifs, it's one of the first ones that comes up. I can't think of his name. I'll look it up. I'll come back with you. Uh, oh, Rafa. he was a defender, um, center back. No, it was a forward. Uh, coached. No. Garcia? No, I'll, I'll get it. Give me a second. Rafa, how do you feel? Give me a second. Rafa, how do you feel about the, the Kai Kariniak signing and Bailey and Batista being extended? Make sure to check the Google machine. I think, I think with Kai, I guess you're going to have to give him time to see what he does. I guess he kind of brought into like a little emergency situation because we're down – pretty much three forwards. Um, so right now we'll see what he does this next game, if he does get some playing time. But what can you say about Batista and, and, and Bailey? You know, two, two diamonds in the rough. You know, you got to give kudos to our to our team's, uh, you know, scouting um, department. Um, they saw something in these guys that they fit in our system. And, you know, I know we miss, you know, Miss Kamiri and all that in the back, but Batista's been, you know, Ball's out there. He's been, you know, he's been a little caught some situations, but he, hey, you know, he's recovered back. And, you know, he had that one little mishap there at, at Loudon, but he, he's just been lights out. And I think, I think he's really, he's becoming one of those players that people are excited about and so forth. Bailey, like I said, I think he's like a silent killer as far as on the, on the wing. He very, he knows, um, I know he's, I think they mentioned he was going to be like a hybrid you know, defender wing. And at least we know, you know, once we get Manly back, you know, we have quality depth in that position. But the great thing, like Robert, you mentioned, he has got great vision on the field, how to, you know, attack balls and defend. And he's been, he's, you know, he sacrifices his body. Like near us, he sacrifices his body to block a couple of shots. So, so we're great there, but I still think we're missing. I think we're still missing a piece. And I think we're what we're missing. We're missing that one killer that we're gonna need in the very end if we're gonna make we try to repeat again. And then Rafa, you gotta love your favorite outside the 18 shots. 
Hayes and, and Bailey, mm -hmm. those are your guys. Like you, uh, yeah. You talk about it because you got to respect it. Yeah, because we're in the past, we were so focused on you know inside the box getting it, but those guys take shots from outside and it, and it uh, makes them respect that. So it kind of sucks the defense out. Yeah, well, look Boys, at that shot Bailey scored on that one, and yeah. um, I mean he that was just pinpoint accuracy. I mean, and especially on that angle with a right foot, more or less it was a left footed shot. But with a right-footed shot, he was able to place that and beat that. Key that keeper had no chance there in Monterey. So, oh god, that you can show that Billy has has it. You know, you know that shot from the outside. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, um, and if you remember last season, Christian Pirano scored from outside the box mm -hmm. in the upper right against uh, Vidiello. This time, he tries to go upper left and hits the post right at the right on the ninety where the crossbar and the upright meet. Uh, so he almost did a repeat of what he did last season, which would have been unbelievable. But that's another shot from outside the box that is on goal. And oh man, yes. a couple inches one way it goes the other. Uh, so the player I was thinking of is Mike Seth, who was with the team for two seasons. If you look up Mike Seth GIF, it's the first one that comes up, and it's his scoring the game-winning goal in Salt Lake City. And I believe that was a goal that may have sent us to the playoffs. Um, I believe it was back then. So that was Mine a big one. Stephen McCarthy. Stephen McCarthy uh, had, yeah, Mac had one of those as well at the at the death against uh, Real Monarchs as well. So that's the one I was thinking of. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to Maca. It's been a while. I A legendary episode of Behind the Stripes when San Antonio FC used to do their podcast. Um, when they interviewed him and they talked about Remains – <laughs> go 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 listen to the podcast it's it's incredible the dude's amazing shout out steven hopefully you're doing well man um so moving right along well did i get everybody harry how do you feel about the the, the, the three signings i like them all right that's enough i like them all right so now <laughs> i like them that's it short and sweet moving on <laughs> Moving on, moving right along. Let's go. That's awesome. I like them. Uh, you want to do the lineup since Royce, uh, or pardon me, Rafa, since you know, you want to go over the lineup since uh, you're, you're back here and you know, say what you thought, uh, your thoughts, pros, or cons about the lineup, uh, against Sacramento before we get into uh, the video highlights. That's you, Rafa. That was, I think that's going to be your standard formation. I mean, for what, the, what we players what we have, you know, uh, I think they only maybe the eye opener was like you know Maloney going back to the to the back three, yep. but you know that's what we have out there. We don't have that much of a bench, so but it's glad to see that we got Pirano back. And they're into the attack, and like I said, PC on the outside. Glad you know, he was in the boot on Tuesday, so. <laughs> That yeah, was, we were all like, well, PC's going to be out a while because he's in a boot. <laughs> that was him in the boot? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and you can even tell during the match, PC definitely was not 100%. He went 60, and he looked okay with the 60, but when he had that shot from outside the box, that did not feel nice on his foot. So he is not 100%, but he's good enough to play. Um, hopefully he gets some rest and he, and he feels, feels a bit better, but um, – Man, but it, it 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 was interesting. The um, 
it was interesting this formation uh, uh, that we had. Uh, Rafa, I want you to keep going because I want to talk about the formation and I want to talk about kind of da 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 da. I want to talk about um, <laughs> just some of the, some of the interesting little wrinkles that we saw in this formation during the match. But go ahead, Rafa. Yeah, I mean, one one of the things I noticed we were kind of leaving a lot of space on the outside open. We weren't playing wide enough, like. Kind of like the mirrors we saw on Tuesday. So I was like, well, I guess this is part of the systems to kind of keep everything compact. Uh, my concern was up front, you know, as far as chemistry with Baloney and Smith, you know, how, how are they going to, you know, work together? And uh, this was a better game for Smith. He was a little more active. He did have that one shot that, you know, should have, if he was able to place it, that should have gone in. Um, Nacho, he was, you know, he was everywhere, but, you know, he they get, hit a, a few times and he had, but you know, that's how just tough he is. And, and Jacory, like I mentioned, was taking shots. He was, he was involved a lot. Uh, same thing with Abu. So, you know, those three in there with, with Pirano were really kind of, I think we kind of dominated the, the midfield a lot. We were controlling a lot of that, a lot of the play, but as you come watch the seat of the videos, you know, we're getting much help from the, from, the, from, from, from the officials. Yeah. Yeah, the the part that I really thought was interesting was seeing Maloney as a um, yeah. as as a right sided center back. I thought that was an interesting wrinkle. He did well. He blocked a couple shots. One, a very a flying block, which is great. Um, the inter the really interesting fold and in were the the player that impressed me the most. Obviously, Batista is team of the week. I can't speak enough about that guy. Same thing about Jordan Farr. Unbelievable saves. But the player that impressed me the most in this match was Kamarni Smith. I thought this was Kamarni Smith's um, coming, coming out, out party. party. And it was two twofold. Number one, him as a forward and him coming back to defend. He was all over the place. He really filled out that JD role. Uh, and he did it really well. The only thing he didn't do was put it in the back of the net. Uh, but he had, he had a couple chances. Um, if it threw a ball, would have found him. He would have found the net. So I was really impressed with Kamarni. The second reason I was impressed with Kamarni is once PC came off, the person that replaced came him back. as left wing back was Kamarni Smith. Kamarni Smith was the left back at the end of this match for the last 30 minutes, and he did a pretty admirable job back there as well. Um, so I was that, that really impressed me. And then um, whenever uh, Bailey came off, Shannon came off for, or no, it was uh, Kamarni came back, Shannon, uh, Bailey came off, and then Shannon went over to the right and Kamarni came Switched off to over. the left. But um, it, it was just, it was really impressive from Kamarni. It was a full effort job from him. Uh, it, what I think the issue was, was he didn't really, it, he's, he's new to the team. I don't think he, understood some of the finer points of the formation he may have been a little lost previously but in this match he fit in perfectly and he just looks like he looked like a square peg in a square hole he looked great in the system and i'm looking forward to uh, seeing more of him for sure this season that's who impressed me the most um and that's I mean, let's. I guess we'll we'll go over the highlights and then we'll go to our who our um, mentality monster of the match was. But let's uh, go over the highlights. And I'm going to do my best at a play by play for everybody listening and not watching. 
I know the, I believe the first 13 minutes were without commentary. So that was interesting. Once again, ESPN. For the second week in a row. Nice. Um, (laughs) So it's going to come to Batista intercepting the ball and then going forward. Uh, On the left side, he's going to shoot a through ball. That's going to find Pirano. Yeah, that's going to find Piranha looking for Nacho. Yeah, the coming in. We have lag, with a real bad lag. This is where Sacramento well. had a couple really lucky bounces. It ends up right on the foot and Far has a really the nice save, uh, which the is up save. for save of the week. Far does exactly um, what SAFC needs him to do. Gets I believe the next highlight is going to be Videllos. Save that might be a save of the week. Cover a lot of ground. There's Pirano going. Oh no, this is the Pirano shot from out wide. And off the post. It's he the almost did it again. The opposite side. Unbelievable well, shot. I had to, I had to really think hard on that one. Close. And nope, that was yeah, all If that's on the inside of the post, that's that's it. A couple inches shorter. Would have been good. Yeah, like Katie said, an inch the other way, and that's the goal. If some butts are candy nuts. 20 minutes in yet? Here's Vidello's um, head ball is saved down onto the, the foot of Smith. Right there. Drilled it with um, the right. Vidello is a really, to really nice layoff from Nacho. Uh, Excuse me, straight flick? to Kamarni. Kamarni with a really nice shot. Um, and Vidello was, and, and was, was ready for it and made a really nice save. You know, seem to just be really focused. And here's on getting uh, through looks like game by game. Bailey on the right. Toronto liking that space on the pitch, striking again. That ricochet. That was just as he. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was yeah that was PC shot. Bailey, who will now serve the net. Did not. Ricochet. You watch him right there. He's like us. Pass. Yeah. Quick throw in from Bailey, who will now serve. The ball in the header is wide. Nacho Bailoni. Yep. And that was not not to had a couple really nice chances. He got in between the center backs pretty well. Uh, he just, just kind of put the net. He just couldn't find the frame, Crossing honestly. He put a couple, off the head. It was a good look. We talked about it top of the show. Jack Gurr. That was a pretty quality chance. And it, was just, it was a poor shot. I mean, we, we saw that a couple times in this match. But the poor shots came there. from all of the pressure that both teams was um, came from well the pressure that both teams put on the floor. The they didn't have a lot of time to shoot, and that's kind of by design by both teams. That's why it ended up in a scoreless tie. That was a shot that, um, Another that my wife actually thought was in from Ja'Cory Hayes, but it was um, a little wide. And... It's into the half. Yeah. The whistle will blow. And yeah, then we're going to go right into the second half with, I don't know if we're going to, do the highlights half. cover both missed penalties? Um, I believe uh, the ref missed a couple, on the ground a couple pretty clear penalties. Yeah, they're real, um, looking yeah. at the highlights, there's really not one, a lot. Yeah, no, the other one was Jordan from the 50, the first one was from the, the 57 minute. The match and one that was right on frame. Um, and, Best opportunity for the San Antonio one is was coming up. Christian Pirano with a left-footed against, strike um, that Nacho. connected with the crossbar is. Yeah, Nacho can they really place that one? It's in. That one's in. That one a little more power on that one. One yeah. last challenge. No, we're not going over the the penalty. Second draw. Yeah, Maloney. No, 
Sacrifice but no, there were two. And then around this time is when craziness happens, which we'll get yeah. to. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> but, yep, there you go. End of the match. Um, ends in a scoreless draw. Um, I believe the ref missed two penalties, uh, pretty clear penalties. One, Ja'Cory Hayes got fouled um, on the left side of the box attacking. It was definitely in the box. It was a foul. The ref blew the whistle. And instead of making a decision either way, she gave a goal kick. So she really didn't make a decision. She blew the whistle for what happened. It was an obvious foul. And she, I guess she didn't want to give the penalty away to ruin the game. But you ruin the game if somebody fouls you in the box and you don't call it. Like, that's also ruining the game. Uh, you're giving the other team an advantage just because you don't give the other team a, a penalty. The other one was on Nacho Bailone. He took an elbow to the back. It wasn't even a shoulder-to-shoulder challenge. It was an elbow to the back. He goes down, um, and it was from a player trying to block him off the ball. It was completely away from the ball, and it was a pretty clear foul in the box once again not called. So uh, I believe it was um, two uh, pretty pretty clear uh, missed calls there. Uh, let's go around the horn on uh, how you felt about the match. Uh, Matt, how did you feel about the match um, overall? Uh, it, was, it was very... How do I put it? It was very uneasy knowing that we were down people. And then, of course, uh, Sacramento being as strong as they are at, at the moment. Um, of course, yes, a lot of calls weren't uh, called correctly in a lot of our eyes. But um, at the end of the day, as long as we got that draw, I'm with it, I guess. It, it was just an awkward match for me. I, I, I don't really know how to put a finger on it, but it, it was just an awkward match for me. Robert, how'd you feel about the match? It was a classic Sacramento-San Antonio. Two teams that yep. want to kind of do the same thing. They both want to play defense and counter, catch you at your weakest moment. I mean, it it... it it was something you expected. It, it kind of played out the way you thought it would. The result, I mean, you obviously want to, like, steal three points, but it was a fair result. I mean, there was very – like, even the highlights kind of dictated. There was a little bit of offense, you know, but it wasn't – it depends what kind of, like – it's like any sport. Like, you you want to see offense or you want to see – it depends what you want. And, and, and to me, as a San Antonio fan, I mean, gosh, I love defense. <laughs> So it was great for me. I loved it. It was fun. It was electric. The crowd was great. It was fun. Also, speaking as a Brahmas fan, I bet you love defense as well. Harry, how did you feel about the match? It was low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit. I'm sorry. It was a frustrating match. Um, but it was a frustrating match because, and we've kind of danced around the issue. Um, the referee, she's a great referee, but she had an off game. Like, if you look at, at her record, her record in the matches she's in, you know, she does a lot of NWSL matches, which are not as physical or, you know, you know, on those lines. And even MLS games, these are two top teams in USL championship. They're going to be two top teams. They're going to be two teams that are going to go deep in the playoffs, barring injuries or something unforeseen happening, you know, to major players down, down the road. So it was two heavyweight fights. Um, I thought we performed well, no tainer. Our back line was, was, was a mash. 
We didn't have our, you know, our starting forwards. You could say Hanson and Dylan are probably the A lineup for there. And we went toe to toe with them. And um, we're going to talk about the off field drama here, you know, in a second. I thought, like Robert, it was a on fair result, drama. I think. Or, well, yeah, on the field drama, but um, I think. <clears throat> I think it's a it's a fair result because um, I know Sacramento was missing missing one of their you know uh, midfielders. We were missing. Um, this is a game. This is a series that's gone ten games. Four wins for San Antonio by one goal. Four wins by Sacramento by one goal and two draws. So ten games, no different than goal difference. It's about as even of a series as you as as you can get, and it showed. And and like I said here, you know. I wasn't upset at the play on the field. Um, I was upset more about the refereeing and the lack of consistency. And, and I think that 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 the players did as best as they could, but both sides were frustrated um, because call A would go well for San Antonio, but call B would go well for Sacramento. But when the opposite happened, the calls just weren't called even. And, and you know, uh, you know, you know, having spent time with Danielle on a podcast, I won't go hard at the referees anymore. Um, I'll I'll give my give my opinions. Uh, you know, I think she she just had an off night. You know, because she is a quality referee, but last that night was not her night. In my opinion, I'm not a referee, but even my wife, who you know, who uh, came to the, my came wife. To the match. Uh, you know, was like, "Hey, this is this is this is a little odd." <laughs> so, Harry, and the crowd fed it. The was, crowd fed into it. So, do you, Harry, do you think she had an off night, or do you think she was ill prepared for the type of two teams she was about to witness? I'm gonna it's say so she had physical. an off night. Like, it's like it'd be something where is she? I don't know. Used to one where she doesn't have to make that many important decisions because it. It, you know, no, when you, when you, I, I'm going to give her the respect that she deserves and just yeah, say yeah. she had an off night. I, I, you know, she's she, she we have seen her. Before. She's a quality FIFA referee. Really she is a, a, a take gender out of it. No, she is a good referee. We have seen really good performances by her. She had an off night. She um, she refereed and, one of our playoff games last year, yeah. and, and there were no issues with it. And, and you Correct. know, rising through. The to biggest me, she just had an off night. Just, the biggest compliment you can give her is most of the matches that she has had in San Antonio, you've never noticed her. You have not noticed her. You noticed her this one night. This is not the first night that she is ref in San Antonio. So she's a quality ref. She had an off night. Uh, you know who else had an off night? Both of the Ford groups for San Antonio because they uh, both Ford groups of San Antonio and Sacramento because they didn't score. So they also had an off night. Um, but I will give credit. I did. Russell Cicerone, did, were you even in the game? You you were shut down, buddy. He was in Lamar Batista's pocket is where he was in the <laughs> match. Uh, after after the match, Lamar went and then uh, went up to uh, Mark. Um, can't think of his last name. Coach Mark for Sacramento and be like, here's your uh, number Mark 11. Mark Briggs, thank you. Couldn't think of his name. Didn't want to make anything up. Um, here's your uh, number 11 here. Uh, the, I think the biggest inflection point and kind of the, um, the, the the biggest thing and we're kind of the straw that broke the camel's back as far as with the San Antonio crowd was, there you go, that should be a run for the Cardinals. Nope, yep, it's not getting there. Um, the biggest, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, yes, I'm watching. Um, 
was when Ja'Cory Hayes obviously got fouled in the box. A very clear penalty. Was not called. Gave a goal kick. On that ensuing goal kick, Sacramento takes possession. Connor Maloney uh, kicks the ball, makes a challenge from behind, wins the ball, and gets an immediate yellow card for that. That's when the crowd lost it, and that's when she lost the crowd. That's when, honestly, she lost the game. Um, Was at that moment because she uh, decided not to make a decision that would change the match. Even though she made the decision to change the match by not making one, it's the the lyric from the Rush song, um, Free Will, is um, you even if you've decided not to decide, you've still made a choice not to decide. Um, and then immediately she decides to change the match by giving Connor Maloney a yellow. He's a center back, and he's on a yellow, so he needs to be on his best behavior for the rest of the match. So that's that's what we're talking about with oh I don't want to give San Antonio the match but oh yeah let's let's give Connor the yellow card for a very soft foul if it was a foul um, in the first place so that's where she lost it uh, Rafa um, help us out bring us out of the ditch um, just just a mismanagement from her from her point you know just as far as the game you know you you have you do have to be consistent because some of the fouls. There were like ones where there weren't fouls on one side, but there were fouls on the other side. And you got to clean that mess. I think it may maybe the game got a little too too big on her, and not to say that she's not a bad ref on that, but as far as you know, I said off night, it got too big for her, and she wasn't able to manage it right. And and you can you see the end result because, like I said, there were some plays that you know, like you mentioned, like, like the Bologna one that should have been a penalty kick. You know, he's sticking that anything that you stick your arm up like that, you're going to get called a foul, you know, pretty much uh, uh, all the time. But she was – and then also the, the linesmen were also inconsistent too. And that kind of – That's, that's you know, what I was going to get through. That, you know, that – her being her inconsistency kind of allowed to be – the linesmen to be inconsistent because they could have pitched in and really kind of settled things off and kind of like, hey, you know, this is a foul and so forth. It, it's just like it was like one – she was like in quicksand. She just couldn't recover the management of the game. And but for, as far as our team, you know, we for being losing all, you know, having all those injuries, you know, we played well. Sacramento should have beaten us. This was their chance to beat us at home, and they did it. And and that should worry Sacramento because once we come become healthy, we go up there to Sacramento at full strength. You know we're gonna take it to them, and our defense. I think I mentioned like Robert, some defense wins championships, but we just need to find a little more consistency up front. But like I said, that's where our, our injuries are right now. And I think eventually, once everything kind of comes together, you know, like I said, we're. I think we also said said notice to everybody else. You know, yeah, we're have all these players out, but we're still a dangerous team. We proved it last week at Monterey. You know, you know all those players that were hurt. Someone, there's always someone that's stepping up. And it was kind of like a mirror image last year. We always had somebody step up and win the game or keep or keep us afloat and so forth. So I think it was a good result for us. It's a positive result, especially what we're uh, the situation we're in. And you know, hopefully Louisville, hopefully Louisville does take take us lightly next game because you know we're gonna take it to them, you know, next Saturday. This coming Saturday. Uh, I'll just push back on one thing. You just the word it's just the wording and it's it's one of those things i don't think the game got too big for her what i think happened was she tried to let the players kind of 
officiate themselves and establish themselves in the game. And before she established herself on the game, she let it go and she it got past her. I don't think it it was bigger than, you know, it didn't get too big. I think it got past her and it got away from her. Um, I think that's what happened. Kind of like, you know, a race car driver loses it a little bit and then, you know, overcorrects, a, a, overcorrects. A, yeah, a dragster, you know, does the, you know, the pilot induce oscillation. I think that's what happened is she, she didn't put her stamp on it to control it. It kind of got above and then she just, she couldn't control it after that. And when she did have the opportunity to put her stamp on it, to control the match, she didn't make a decision and she failed to do so. I think that's what happened. Um, but Rafa's right her, though. Her, her next, we're just, har right. we're just harping it, on it's her, semantics. but it it's was semantics. the whole team, the, the two yeah. ARs and her, and even the fourth no. official yeah. did not take control of the game to to help her out to be able to to to, to be able to bring it back together. Marcina got a yellow card because he went up to the fourth, and this is ex this is exactly what happened. Where Connor Maloney, or no, it was Christian Pirano. Pirano got kicked, and he went flying. He and it wasn't a he jumped, he went sideways flying because he got kicked. And the fourth official standing right there, the linesman standing right there, nothing. And Marcina went up to both of them and was like, what the fuck are you watching? Like, that happened right in front of you. That's your call. That's not her call. That's your call. And the linesman and the fourth official failed the center rep, and it just made her look worse. So I, th I think the fourth official also, you know, he could have, you know, after the first half, he could have kind of had had a talk with her and say, hey, you know, you're, you're missing this. You know, you need to fix this and so forth. Or even actually actually as a whole, even the, the assistant reps, you know, hey, you guys need to be more efficient, a lot better. That didn't happen. And like I said, everything kind of, right. like I said, it was like quicksand. Everything just kind of went downhill from, from there from, from all the way to the end. But what we're talking about this now, um, the appropriate response from the crowd was – letting them know ref you suck which there was a lot of those chants which that's fine that's what it should be what it should not be is what we're going to talk about now harry take it away breathe harry oh. <laughs> i was going to show video but i've decided not to show video don't uh don't, of, don't of show the, of the yeah. incident don't show video uh, partly don't give partly because yeah. it's a minor partly because i don't want to give them the attention but we had a fan in home run Rockies. Uh, doo -doo -doo. <laughs> oh, thank you, Royce. Let's go Rockies. Ryan uh, McCann. Oh, a three-run home run. Pardon me. I'm staying corrected here. 4-2 Rockies for those playing at home. Or 4-2 Rockies over St. Louis. Uh, Enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, basically, uh, in... A, it's being reported that it was a 17-year-old kid um, went from our side of the stadium, past security, made it all the way to midfield by the bench area. Nobody even noticed. Nobody even noticed. He had a giant yellow card, walked behind the referee for five, ten steps at least before anybody reacted. And then... It got compounded. Uh, Bautista tried to walk him out, you know, say, hey, you got to go through here. Security or staff for here. There's a, a SAFC staff that gave him a pat on the shoulder. 
I think it was a, an incorrect, at least optical move to be able to do that. Royce, uh, Royce had a different view of what he was doing um, for it here. Security then let him loose, and the kid went and taunted the Sacramento bench even more. And to me, if you're a fan, you got to stay in your seats. You're not part of the show. I don't care if you're 17. I don't care if you're 50 and you've had more drinks than you're supposed to. You're not supposed to be on the pitch, period. And those that are defending his actions saying, hey, it's just a kid, we have no clue what his intentions are. We have no clue what the penalties to San Antonio FC could be. At work, at, at, at best, they're looking at, hey, fines coming out of their pocket. At worst, could be a penalty, and Rafa mentioned this pre-show, there could be repercussions that fans may not be able to attend a game if they really wanted to crack it down. So to me, and then San Antonio FC security, look, I understand it's a kid. The fact that you guys were asleep allowed him all the way on the pitch before anybody noticed. Anybody noticed. It is, it's, it's unexcusable. And then you let him go when, when he was walking off the pitch. You're, you should have had him. Yeah, where were the police? Where were, where were the sheriffs? Where, where was security? And to me, it's a black eye to us. Um, it's not getting the attention, in my opinion, it should, because everybody was laughing, and, and I didn't like it from the start, but the stadium was laughing, and, and you, you know, in the videos, you can see people laughing. Um, it, it's, it's unexcusable. I, I feel sorry for Sac Republic fans on the benches. They should not have to deal with one of our fans taunting them, because that's what it is. It's just it's bullshit. You know, rumors are, you know, according to Facebook, he only got a criminal uh, trespass and a ban of one year. Um, he's 17. I think it should be more, but, you know, and he's a ban from Toyota Field, not necessarily other stadiums. I think it should <laughs> it should carry league wide. But to me, it's, it's a bad look. And, and if it would have been me on the pitch, um, number one, you know, I'm not as quick as the kid there, so I probably wouldn't have made it out there. But number two, I guarantee it would have been took a lot more serious than the, than the kid. But we have no clue, and, and we're seeing this in society. Young kids are making bad decisions, um, and we have no clue what that is. I'm old enough to remember Monica Sellis and, and the stuff that happened through there where fans were right up, you know, right up to pro athletes. If we, as fans, want the players to come to us, we can't be doing shit like this. It's it's unacceptable. And that was uh, the point that I was going to make, Harry. You you kind of took that from me, but I'll expand upon it. Uh, it for those that aren't familiar, Monica Salas was a professional uh, tennis player. And this is tennis that we're talking about. You know, it's not, not one of the more combative sports. Uh, but she was playing in a tournament, and a fan came on the court and stabbed her. Um, and really affected her life, really affected, shortened her career. Um, and that's what we're talking about. You never know intentions, never assume any intentions. Um, you, you never know. You never know what people are going to do. It's all fun and games till someone gets hurt, right? So um, it's unacceptable. It really is. And as, as fans, we've, we've got to be better. And we've got to hold our fellow fan uh, in a higher accord than – than letting this happen it's unacceptable i mean we can all agree with that it's unacceptable it shouldn't happen 
It's not funny. Um, but we these don't are all agree athletes. with it, and that's what's messed up about this. Yeah. I know I, we I all agree. We should. Are, there is we a section of our agree. fan base that thinks that that this kid should be free and shouldn't have any punishment or anything along those lines. And in fact, in my opinion, in, is encouraging, which is a load of crap. Right. It's yeah. kind of like the situation they had in Mexico with Atlas and Querétaro. You know, yeah. you, you yeah. saw what happened, the end Very result much. with that. And, and then also what you see with a lot of the stuff that happens in, in, in the EPL, you know, players punching the <laughs> players or even the refs, you know, it, yeah, yeah, the gate. Yeah, the the ref wasn't doing a good job, but we have no reason to get on the pitch and whoever, you know, wherever section he was at, you know, they, they have to have the responsibility to, hey, you don't need to go be going out there, you know. If, I know you're frustrated. That's just part of the game. But and you can tell the ref, the referee, you know, kind of was watching her. She was very, she was caught off guard and she kind of was kind of creeping out of it, try to get away because she didn't know what was going to happen, what he was going to do. So. You know, let's say something did happen. Let's say he punches her out. That may, that would have made us a lot, made us look a lot worse. And I think the other situation, like Aaron mentioned, you know, the security once he had him, take him straight into the inside the you know under the you know wherever the, the pitch is, the, 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 the tunnel, and that and that's it. There was no reason to let him go. That way to go be mocking Sacramento and so forth. It's a black eye on us. Like I mentioned. Hopefully the USL, you know, if the USL want, wants to, they can actually ban our fans from coming for a gamer team because of that. And But also security needs to kind of also, you know, not worry about, you know, other things like, you know, what can't be doing and this and that and the other as far as, you know, kind of bullying fans. Hey, watch what you're, you know, watch the pitch. Watch making sure nothing's going on or trying to instigate stuff, you know, take care of the safety concerns of the players and the, and the officials and our coaches and their thing should run fine, but you know, and then the people there, you know, kind of you know, thinking it's funny, this and that. And it's it's not really funny, you know. It's you know, who, who's to say it could have been a lot worse? Luckily, it wasn't. But still, there's a lot of things I think SAFC needs to kind of fix one in regards to that. I mean, if I if from being one of the groups that gets to go to security meetings, uh, it's. What is being said and what is actually being done are two whole different things. I like that's like I told some of our well, some of our, our leaders know we're supposed to have set people in the bunker. We don't have set people anymore. We haven't had a set person. The only person I've seen regularly is just the, the usher where you walk in and just looking around, seeing uh all the other uh security people, I'm like, You're new. I don't know if I'm allowed to be who I am. So it's like, it's not just just the around the pitch. It's also the bunker up, uh, entering. I mean, is it is it all the events happening around uh, for AT&T? Who knows? Maybe that's also also a thing. But at the same time, it shouldn't it shouldn't be affecting your your field per se. You should always have the same people who know the culture, who know what goes on at Toyota Field should be there, no questions asked. It should not change. It shouldn't be any exceptions just because there's a big UFC fight happening at at and Just because the Spurs are playing, there's there's no exceptions. You keep the same people that know what uh, how the, that Toyota Field goes and it shouldn't shouldn't have changed. It, nothing should change. Just people, the, the 
the workers who are there should always be there. There should not be a rotation on them. That's just my opinion. So if you remember from the championship game, the people that went on the field, what happened to them right away? Nothing. They got, they got dealt with really no, quick. Like, mm -hmm. got no, no, they got arrested. Two. Yeah, they yeah. did. They did. The two they of them did. did. Like they got dealt with pretty quick, yeah. you know, and and that's and that's something that you know. But the ones that came on our side, I think from the bunker yeah. side, they were a lot less lenient. But if they came from yeah. the north side here, they, they, that. there was yeah. a lot more yeah, security. Exactly. There was yeah. well, it, it, it was handled in a professional manner. Now we can go back saying whether it was the right thing, or wrong thing to do, you know, as far as for the entire celebration, but during game action. There, there's no. It, it's unexcusable. You just, you just don't go on the pitch. Period. Yeah, yeah, definitely. While the ball's in play, while the clock is going, that's a completely different beast than you know. Robert, uh, your thoughts? Because you haven't really said a whole lot, and, and I know you, Robert, you attend many events. You know, probably yeah. out of all of us, you attend the most events, sporting wise, throughout the United States. Uh, so, you, you kind of your thoughts because. To me, you have probably a unique perspective because, you know, you stand a lot in different supporters groups, the NFL, um, and this happens in other sports. So I don't want to say seem like this is only San Antonio FC because it happened up in Austin um, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, the guy, I think, ended up with a broken arm or something when, when security pretty much threw him to the mat, threw him to the ground. So, Robert, your, your thoughts, because I think you probably have a unique perspective just, you know, being the all-around sports guy. Uh, that you are? I, I just like, I want to keep it short because a lot of these people are out there to seek the attention. And the more you talk about it, the more they feel like uh, as if they're justified or like they gain something out of it. To me, you keep it like, it should never happen, period, because the intentions are unknown. You just never know what that person's mindset is or what they're up to. And then all it takes is one person like with some event it could get real serious real quick so the big thing is just to never happen and then for us to approach it or not attack it in the aggressive way that they needed to it almost like to me promotes or condones like oh because he was playful it's okay but it's not okay because you never know what the next person's mindset is and then it could promote hey that guy did it it was a chuckle he got a, a slap on the wrist i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it so eventually it's gonna be a multitude of people doing it and and and, and just it's it's not acceptable in professional sports because like I said, I was real shocked that he didn't get planted because I've seen so many times where, <laughs> like you talked about, people get hurt and and people are like, oh, poor. No, no, you just never know. So to me, you get on there, you're in their world. It happens that you get kind of you you reap what you sow in a way. And and hopefully my biggest thing from this and and security probably across the USL is not expecting or anticipating something like that. So hopefully it's a wake up call. Hopefully they just say, wait a minute this could be a future reality so we need to make additional you know changes in how we approach stuff we know this was poor we like they take the video and hopefully they get better like like we're all human we all learn and hopefully they take the videos and they learn hey this is unacceptable next time this is what happens because we need to set uh uh we need to set like a like a you need to set like an understanding of if you do this these are the repercussions because if it's not serious, people are not going to take it serious, and it's sad. It's real sad. I mean, I would have to agree. I think we're all pretty much aligning on the kind of the same opinion. Um, but 
I, I hopefully common sense prevails. Let's just go with that. Let's conclude it. We could talk about this all night. Hopefully common sense prevails. Um, let's not do that anymore ever. And let's just say, let's not do that ever. Uh, let's, let's be better fans. Um, still engage on the, um, let's definitely still engage, uh, on the, uh, the game action, but for sure, let's, um, um, stay on our side of the pitch and let the players stay on their side. So, um, let's go around with final thoughts. Matt, you have any final thoughts? Hey, are we doing the mentality monsters moment of the match? I'm sorry. That's what we need to do. You're 100% correct. We went right into that and I completely forgot. Matt, who is what is who is your mentality monster of the match for Tuesday and for Saturday's match against Sac Republic? Uh, for the Gold Cup, I would have to say uh, Marcado. Okay. I think he did amazing for for the whole 90 minutes. Obviously, one slipped away, but uh, it, I think he did amazing for for helping out the the pro academy. I think he did amazing. Uh, just overall during that game. Uh, for this previous match, I would have to say Baloney. Baloney to me was he he kept pushing no matter how many times he got knocked uh, knocked hard, and uh, I just think he he kept pushing and pushing and in, into the into the back line to the point where yeah they had some slip slip ups that should have been called but. Hey, this guy wants another trophy. You can see in his eyes that he wants another one. I would have to agree with you. Robert, who is your mentality monster of the match for Tuesday and for Saturday? Well, Tuesday, um, I'll go with Roman Holt. And the thing that stood out to me and everyone kind of commented, the smirk before the PK. It's almost <laughs> exactly. like, he's like, I knew. I knew. It's like it's like the, the moment was not too big for him. And like, yeah, that, that, was, that was classic. That was cool. And for the Sacramento game, I'm going to go kind of outside the box, off the pitch, and I'm going to go with uh, Tanner's mom, Missy. She showed up in the bunker, and she showed out. She there you go. Mentality. She was one of the people. Like, she didn't mm -hmm. just – she was literally just absorbed in the environment. It was amazing. It was fun. We all had a good time. And hopefully to see her again. Yep. Mad props. And Very she cool. is a fan of the show, uh, Steve Arters. Mentioned that uh, Missy wanted to wanted to meet you know meet uh, Rafa and me, but uh, we had I had already gone to the stadium uh, for that. I think Rafa was co close behind me, so we will definitely have to hook up with Miss Tainer uh, in the future. Absolutely, maybe a uh, guest on the show. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So we went to both of those. Uh, Harry, who are your who are your mentality monsters of the match for Tuesday and for Saturday? Tuesday's the fans. For an open cup match to have, I think it was what uh, three thousand, I think is what they said uh, reported uh, attendance. And to me, I kind of wonder if they would have opened up the stadium a little bit more. How many people would have would have turned out uh, for that here? So, to me, the fans on, on Tuesday they were engaged. They didn't leave early, even when it went extra time. Everybody stuck around for the for the full match. Uh, you know, for that here Saturday. What else can you say about Maloney? Uh, the Sarge yes. filling the into the center back role, and you would have thought he played it. Yes. <laughs> you know, he, he, you know, I can't. Uh, you know, I'm not as technical as you guys, but I can't think of any big mistakes that that he made, and he filled that in that role. Save, and 
Swiss and Army. He was giving his body late. So to me, like I said here, the fans for Tuesday, and and to me, you know, the Sarge uh, on on you know you know for for uh, Saturday and helping keep a, a, a clean sheet for uh, Mr. Jordan Farr. Yes. And Rafa, who are your mentality monsters of the match for Tuesday and for Saturday? I guess for Tuesday is going to be Coach Alan Morsino for having the webbles to put the, all the academy for kids. Sure, West. you know it's proper I, Easter. That, yeah, Easter Easter came early for him. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to have a lot of confidence. He had a lot of confidence in in, in those academy players that. And then that would look at the end result. And that was a positive result for the kids. And like I said, like you saw the leadership for Robin Holt. You saw, you know, you know uh, with our goalkeeping, our players. Like I said, the kids played, even though they made some mistakes, but they they, they didn't sulk on it. They 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 brought it together. And I think Marcino, like I said, he, he entrusted with them and, and gave them confidence. So you got to give him for Tuesday. And then for Saturday, I'm going to give it to Bailey. Like I said, he's. Ever since we signed him, he's earned his contract, well deserved, and he's my mentality monster for Saturday for all. And it was just, you know, the sky's the limit for him because I, I think he's like I said, one of those diamond rust like including Batista. I think he's going to do a lot of good things for us. I really like his hybrid role as well, where he will be one of the fours, but at the same time he can play as that a right wing back or he'll play as a just a natural right back. So it's really cool to see how, how versatile he is and on the wing and he kind of can play anywhere up and down there um, to go with the, the I put the uh, tweet out on Twitter asking for who, um, who your mentality monsters of the matches are. We have a goleador Susioso at goleador Susioso uh, said Maloney for Saturday, Roman Holt for Tuesday, hard to argue. Uh, and we had a um, Weddle uh, at sporting underscore Texas Tuesday Mercado. Uh, and uh, he goes on to say the Portero guided our academy through the storm, including massive saves versus clear chances. Saturday, Batista, but he adds a secondary one left how Connor put his body on the line. We saw him do that a couple times on Saturday and set a tone early, but Batista had Cicerone in his pocket. Six of seven aerial duels, five and nine ground duels plus six clearances, and that's why he's on the USL Team of the Week um, for his performance. Uh, my mentality monsters of the match for Tuesday is Roman Holt. What are we talking about? That smirk was unbelievable. The winning goal, he was the best player by far of anybody on that field besides possibly uh, Mercado. Um, and for Saturday, uh, as we've kind of gone over, my mentality monster is Kamarni Smith because we're watching him mature with the team and and i'm excited for his role going forward because he looked really good out there um so i believe that's uh all we have we'll do our uh real quick final okay harry got one more it doesn't cover tuesday or saturday but we have to give a huge shout out to uh the safc pro academy uh and this is from tim chesney who uh is the zone one director of of uh through there, um, the U12s, U13, U14 up in the Dallas Cup. Uh, they had a one semifinalist, which was the uh, U14s who had beat uh, uh, what, Eintracht Frankfurt, um, a team from Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had one semifinalist, two quarterfinalists, two bracket winners. There were seven one and one in group play. Uh, the U14s only uh, had one goal conceded all match. So 
Uh, I know we talked about a lot about the academy, but if you look, uh, you know, at the U12, U13, U14, uh, at the Dallas Cup, which Rafa can, you know, and he can talk about, you know, the, you know, how prestigious that is. Uh, SAFC showed up and, and represented it well at the academy level, at the at the lower levels, uh, beyond just Tuesday, <laughs> with, you know, all all the call ups to the senior roster. Um, so shout out to the SAFC Pro Academy and Tim Chesley for uh, keeping us updated with uh, the results from the Dallas Cup. So even though Broccoli raided our academy, um, rumors of San Antonio FC's academy have been greatly exaggerated because we're still good, baby. Let's go. Future's bright. Um, let's go around the horn with our final thought. Matt, what's your final thought this uh, for the show? Uh... My final thought is I need some more crazy in the bunker. I can't, I can't, I love how, how it is already, how crazy we are already, but I don't think it's crazy enough that San Antonio is. Uh, shit. Ever since the championship game, we've been doing great. Everything's getting more and more, more Nessio in there. I'm, I, Robert can probably say so too. Breaking my cup. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm pretty shy. Uh, but, I'm shy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't even my cup. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, the bunkers has grown so much to the point where I'm like, I think, I think if you put us in a section, it would bring back what MCF was. I can, I could see it. But otherwise, Crocketeers 2.0 FTC, they're all doing amazing right now, and. All I got to say is we just got to keep it moving. Just keep it going. Let's keep going. Let's keep it going. Robert, uh, your final thoughts? Yeah, my final thoughts is a, it's a comment that uh, Harry said earlier in the show. He mentioned that Bautista shut down uh, Russell Cicerone. And there's another Russell I remember that got shut down this season. Or oh, that was last season. It's Russell Wilson. Harry, that's for you, buddy. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. The champion gets him in the end. <laughs> oh man, you mess with the Brahma, you get the horns there, Harry. Oh, you know, you know, you mess with the Brahma and you probably win. <laughs> no, but you know, that's have fun. more like, accurate than anything this yeah. season. Okay, my, my Harry is like the memories I have with my kids and like going out there having fun. I mean, it it, it is invaluable. Like their wins, losses are great. But sports, at the end of the day, as people take it serious, it's fun. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy each other. Let's be good people. Let's treat each other with respect and stay off the damn pitch. Especially the officials. <laughs> See, this guy's on freaking Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the the local news, the 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 damn national, national commercial. News. He's on everything. <laughs> <already>. He's <laughs> his own OnlyFans now. <laughs> wow. Mm. <laughs> Moving right along, Harry, what's your final thought? Next, next. So I put out a tweet earlier uh, this week, you know, saying, come on, fan supporters, we got to be better. You know, there were just several uh, issues just, you know, hey, our team's performing great. We need to do the same. And um, Caroline uh, Stefko, and I'm sorry if I pronounce your name, at uh, C-G-S-T-E-F-K-O, uh, responded, you know, in – just be aware of who's around you uh, because, you know, she's mentioned that she's had to deal with sexist, uh, misogynist, and homophobic heckling from time to time or at every game here. 
just be careful of who's around you. Um, there are kids. I know there's cultural issues sometimes. I know what's said in the bunker. Typically, you can say there, but may not be able to be say elsewhere, you know, on some of their just just be careful because um, it, it, we want to keep growing the fan base. And Caroline is a great soccer fan. Yeah. And if 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 we're turning off, you know, I would hate to lose her as a fan. And, and I'm not saying that's what it's coming to. But I would hate to have her feel like she's not welcome or wanted at the match because of, you know, person X. So just be aware of your surroundings. Stay off the freaking field. But just as a fan base, let, let's let's to me, just respect people around you. It, it's not hard. It's what we need to do as a society. We all come from different backgrounds, different cultures, different things here. Um, if you if you take offense with something, talk to them reasonably, try to understand. And, you know, nine out of 10 times they're going to say, OK, hey, my bad. You know, we'll move on. You know, there is that one asshole that, that you know, spoils it. But please, just as a fan base, let's let's try to take the step up. We got a championship level club. We want to be a championship level fan base. And that includes us, you know, kind of policing ourselves as far as things that we see in the stands uh, as well. Agreed. And Rafa, uh, your final thought for today's show. Oh, I got a few. Uh, quick thank you to Coach Hector Cano and Steve Sanchez for Friday night when we did an audio stream. Uh, we had over 23,000 views for our audio nice. stream. So thank you guys for the support for, nice. our, for the Region 6, uh, Region 4-6 uh, semifinals. And also good luck to the Bernie Lady Greyhounds and also to the uh, Swinson Valley Lady Rangers. Go get them there in Georgetown. Go kick some butt. Go beat Salina. Go beat Grapevine and bring those titles back to San Antonio. And then also uh, watch, I'll be on the 50-50 podcast the next few days. We're going to do recaps for all the games from Wednesday to Saturday. So it'll be there'll be a late start time right, ap- right after, about maybe 20 minutes right after the last match we'll be on here on, on Twitter and also on YouTube for the 50 podcast. we do reviews of the games and so forth. So make sure to check out that as well. Very cool. Um, and my final thought um going to get a little more serious with this um there's a situation that's currently going on on i-10 and 410 on the overpass where they've shut it down i'm sure we can all understand what's happening there because it happens it seems all the time in town if you're feeling any sort of way where you you know you've contemplated self-harm you've contemplated any 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 sort of issue any sort of bad thought that you just feel you're in a dark place reach out uh the national suicide hotline is 988 uh please give them a call they're there for your benefit for all of our benefit um just we all need help from time to time um and that individual obviously needs uh quite a bit of help right now and seek it out it's out there you're not alone in this life nobody's alone in this life and sometimes we need some help getting through it. So uh, that's my final thought. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, for Matt, for Robert, for Harry, for Rafa, we appreciate you. Um, thanks for listening. What's life without goals? Good night. <laughs>